and welcome, folks, to episode 49 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. The Torval to your ding. <laughs> no, which, which one of us is which? Oh, you said the Torval to my dean. Yeah, so I'm Jane Torval. Yeah, sounds about right. Because of the hair colour, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. Good evening, my man. I, t- I tell Good you evening. what, I am slick as with that intro now. Do you remember the early days when I had to do like five takes to get it right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's just like boom, 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 boom. Firing on all cylinders, no messing. Although I don't think I was quite as lively as I have been in the past. I've actually got a live audience with me today. Have you? Who's with you? The Mini Miss 6 is with me. Be gone with you, child. Be gone with you, child. Is it not your bedtime yet? What? She's actually doing you know that thing where kids do the fingers around their ears like crazy or crazy. <laughs> I don't even. I don't. Have you ever watched me record? I don't think you have. Have you? No. You you can hear me usually through the floor though, can't you? Yeah. She's not speaking. She's intentionally being silent. She's under strict instructions from the good lady, the hashtag competitive wife, not to speak. Wow. Wish that worked on my kids. Uh, do you know it's rare that it works on mine? To be fair. But as we discussed before recording, you've just got to speak to them like you're a medieval monarch and everything will be all right. (laughs) There's a little tip there for you. Yeah. So in any case, how are you, sir? I'm very well. I'm very well. You all right? Hmm. Not too bad. I've had a busy old day. You're rushing around, aren't you? A bit later than normal. Yeah, but, you know, I've been to see a a cat's choir whale. (laughs) A cat's choir whale? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she's holding the pistol pat me now good night sweetheart I'll see you in the morning night night did you hear her then come say good night to the listeners night <laughs> <laughs> yes my daughter uh, there was a music recital at her school which is why I'm running a bit late this evening um, and that is why she's still up presently as well so but I've just you know nothing stops me from podcasting so here I Dedicated. am yeah so a little tired, a little hectorised, a little bit of rushing around. I've not had a lot of dinner, but I'm fighting fit and mad for it, bro. I've got a cup of tea. What more do I need? Exactly. Have headset, have brew, will podcast. Cool. Mm. So um, what's been going on? There's lots been going on, actually. There's been a hell of a lot going on. been a lot going on. So uh, we'll do a little bit of a community focus in a moment. But as always, sir, I'd like to ask, what have you been up to this last two weeks? Not a lot. I've had a bit of practicing in and trying to nail something down for whenever our UK nationals are announced yeah. so far. So well, hmm. rubbish. Yeah, we, we had an announcement. That, that was fun. An announcement to tell us that there is no announcement. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was exciting. We will not be having the nationals the same time as Heroclix. Oh uh, yeah, well, you know that just is what it is. I'll tell you what though, I can't Heroclix, man. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode. I know I certainly told you when we were chatting. While I was at the stand trying to get the interview with Scott, they opened up the stand for these convention exclusives, and not only was it busy with people coming up and down, coming up and down, like you know, making it difficult for us to catch the audio, but they were dropping bare pounds into that till. I mean, sp- literally spending hundreds. Wow. So I kind of get it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of get it why Heroclix would have their stuff lined up, organised a bit more boxed off than ours. Because, you know, if you brought out, a con- say, a convention-exclusive team pack or a couple of promos, you wouldn't be commanding the hundreds of pounds that... No, the little models do. Yeah. 
However, you've been practicing uh, trying to pin down your team. Have indeed uh, tried a few different things. Think, and it was with you, so obviously you know what I'm talking about. I think we're getting somewhere. It's been a slow process. I'm trying to avoid the the obvious. So I'm trying to avoid the Iceman, and we'll talk about top tier team lists later. I'm sure, but the Iceman, the what others, the Atom, the Atoms, and, yeah. uh, and and things like that. Firstly, because it's nice to. to build your own thing and secondly mm. it's, it's all this very direct damage orientated it's not really my cup of tea yeah there's been a lot of chat about that again we'll, we'll come to it in a minute in the community focus because there's been some stuff that's kind of raised the the community debate around direct damage aggro and and stuff but um i think that i think you'd be the first to admit that this is a meta that's much more suited to individuals such as myself as it is to individuals like you Yes, if, if you're happy not to attack and ignore half of the game, then uh, you're on to a winner. You say it in such a derogatory way. I tell, well, what I would say to you, mate, is if, if you're happy to play teams where you don't have to do any thinking, you can just put them on rails and, and smash fade, then feel free. <laughs> I, I think a balance between the both i mean i, I yeah. we've talked about this before i think we have many times direct damage to soften it up and then you know you swing in with a killer blow is how i envisage the game to be kind of set out uh, and the most enjoyable so uh, that's what yeah. i'd hope for but yeah uh, as i said they're trying to nail something down getting there now i think there's where there's a lot of a lot of rubbish a lot of things that just weren't quite right so it's nice to be hopefully getting somewhere um we've done some streaming we, we, we did Stu's uh Stuart Dixon Stu Art his suggestion of a team uh last week we did uh, which was a Captain America does his damage when he's blocked with the uh, force block and a load of things to uh, to help with that that was fun you beat me though didn't you I did well, uh, only because, um, in your defence, though, I was playing a quite an action-centric team, and you had Scarlet Witch, which ground me to a pretty significant halt in the first game. Uh, and, you, and you kind of said, no, I'm not going to buy that, it's boring. Yeah. So, so I don't think I would have won quite as easily um, if you'd have put Scarlet Witch in play in the second game. I think the third game was just a bit of a race, but the second game was... Um, yeah, the absence of Scarlet Witch. So, yeah. um, do you want to see that over two hours worth of uh, footage, that marathon of gaming? Then do check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Yes, absolutely. But don't forget, folks, that we get together and play every Wednesday night, and we stream uh, at least one of the matches that we that we play on a Wednesday night, usually around sort of nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, so, if you're about, hop on over to the YouTube channel, come join us live because we love having a bit of bants in the live chat as well. I do indeed, and I've got uh, Dan Lowe's team for uh, what we're going to do tonight, which will be on the YouTubes by the time this is released. Uh, so thank you very much, Dan. I've just put the team together, and it is right up my street. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've, I've built something, uh, made an idea that I mentioned on my spoiler review for the X-Men Forever campaign box. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So that should be good. Come and join us. Yeah, absolutely. So YouTube in, you've been practicing your teams. Anything else? Uh, Apex Legends. We had, there was an event weekend. Was it last weekend? It might have been the week before uh, where it was double XP. Double experience, yeah. Yeah, and that was very enjoyable. Spent most of the weekend on that. 
I'm on level 99 now. 99? Yeah. I've broke the ton. Did you? Have, yeah, I'm very close. But you don't get... That's it. Once you hit 100, you don't, you don't level yeah. up anymore. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I like to think I'm probably equivalent of about 105, 106. But I don't know. Yeah. I keep yeah. earning this random stuff. It keeps giving me 600 of these weird red L things. They're useless. What do you do with the red L things? By the characters. Have you got, you've got Mirage and Caustic. Yeah. I thought that was with the Apex thing. Coins. Uh, you can, but you can also get the... Um, so there'll be a new one being released with the... Oh, yeah. Electric Battle, Ventilator. Battle Pass 2. Yeah. Yeah. Then she, the last three have been... I think they've been... 1200 or 18 no 12,000 or 18,000 red things so uh oh, you'll be set be ready to, to get her straight away that. i should be able to cover that you can also convert on the store you can convert a legendary skin to like a super legendary i suppose skin for the characters and you can use them to do that as well oh, i just didn't but not anything. a lot yeah but yeah yes I, I played a lot of that that was very very cool very good uh, how about yourself? Mr. How about Holiday? myself? Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've had a holiday. Been in Miota. Very nice. I fell over and hurt my foot. Yeah. Yeah. Slipped. That was a bit silly. Uh, but other than that, it was lovely. I had a great holiday. Kids really enjoyed themselves. Very um, family-friendly uh, place that we were staying, so tons going on. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and while we were on holiday, of course... After the Kitty Wings had gone to bed, me and the hashtag competitive wife, uh, we took a couple of uh, small box games. We played a little love letter, little fantasy realms, uh, a bit of hive, and something else. What was the other thing we put in the box? Temp Worker Assassin. No, it's a bit too big. I just uh, took one one kind of ultra pro deck box with the cards in. I didn't take any of the boxes. I just put all the cards in. So it was a card game. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, so played a few of them, and then uh, it was Father's Day this weekend, just gone. So on Father's Day we play games as well because that's what Daddy likes to do, uh, and we cracked out uh, Takenoko and had a pretty epic match of Takenoko. The kids are really picking that stuff up. <laughs> that's the one with the panda and the yes. sugar cane. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. Bamboo. Uh, and then on the Dice Masters front, clearly you've just mentioned the games that we've been playing and we've been streaming. And then down at the FLGS, we, uh, as like a little launch celebration for the X-Men campaign box and team packs, we did a Marvel only night. So all your cards oh, have cool. to be from Marvel. Uh, and I tried out a few of the new bits and bobs. So I made a, a Cyclops Hope team. So I got the, the Cyclops that makes your X-Men one less to purchase and plus one plus one. Then Hope, Pluro, Pluro, Pluripotent, Echopraxia, whatever. Did I say that right? I've noticed Spoiler for tonight. Yeah, I noticed everyone's been trying to pin that one down. Um, DM Armada was tripping over it. Zach was tripping over it on his channel the other night. Um, so I copy Cyclops. So I end up making all my X-Men eventually minus two with plus two, plus two. Then I put the promo Wolverine in that makes them feel for free. And then went for a Blackbird for the big finish. My opponent has to pay to block. Yeah, so it did all right, did okay. I'll tell you what really did get in my face was the force attack toad. So that's when he makes every, everyone has to attack each turn. Well, he picks an affiliation. Right. So rocking up with an all X Men team. <laughs> <laughs> However, that said, you know, a, a, a nine attack Wolverine coming. 
coming down the field at you every turn. There's nothing to be nothing to be sniffed at, you know. No. So yeah, that was good. That was fun times, uh, and we're doing LCG uh, mod modern next week. Mod modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. There, there's my gaming. Um, just while I think about it, actually. So uh, I've got a correction to chuck in. It's just leapt into my head that I forgot about. So, so our, our man Mark messaged me and said that Eleanor is not a Shelby Cobra. It's a Shelby Mustang. I got it wrong. Oh, dear. Yeah. On point, Mark. Thank you very much. Oh, and I'll tell you something else, actually, while I'm thinking about race cars. So I was watching <laughs> some movie trailers the other day. You've seen there's this uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale film coming out uh, about the Ford versus Ferrari, I think it's called. Anyway, I was watching. Right, no, the, I, I, was, I was watching the trailer. It's all about race cars and the Mini Miss Six. Oh, oh she's gone to bed now. She could have told yourself. Uh, she turned to me and said, "She gave me a little known fact. Said I got a little known for you, Daddy. Said race car spelt backwards is race car." Wow, you learn something new every day. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just a family of little known factors. Um, so, so there's my correction, and we had a little bit of listener correspondence. Did we? Yeah. We had quite a lot of correspondence, actually, over the past Well, we have. We'll t- yeah, we'll talk about some of the other bits in a second. But um, So Alex Dickerson messaged us on the blog. I don't know if this was for reading out public consumption, but he wrote... Uh, but I thought I'd share it anyway, because it's lovely. Warmed my heart. Gave me a little glow. Oh, that's nice. A little glow. That Alex touched me. Yeah. Uh, did he? he? He did, indeed. You can, you can speak You can speak to the police and, and like people about that. No, no, I was quite happy for it to happen. Oh, okay, cool. He said, uh, he's a handsome chap. Dear Mr. Six, <laughs> I was touched by yours and Andy's shout-out. I think we must have mentioned oh, we it. We touched him. Yeah, uh, we must have mentioned yeah. it. Uh, maybe we were talking about the MOD PDM uh, that Alex was competing at. Any case, I remember all those months ago when I contracted the vile disease, which is Dice Masters. <laughs> Since then, I have met the kindest community. I could not thank everyone enough for their help and support. I've worked on my teams, taken people's advice. Uh, acquisition of Black Widow has helped enormously, but I feel so capable of playing the game. Uh, and then he talks about his game with you at the MOPDM. He says, the game I took off Andy meant an awful lot to me. Despite his powers being on the wane, because as we all know, your best days are behind you. Um, what <laughs> um, last time he lost to you, he said that he lost very quickly and didn't even know what happened. But this time around, he beat you once. Uh, and lost the closest second game. So you've done a, communi- you've done, a communi- done a community service there. Uh, however, this is the bit that touched my heart. He said, "Without you two, I may well be a richer man, not having my sp- not having spent my life savings on an infiltrate Black Widow." <laughs> but I'd be unhappier. <laughs> Whilst from my first event, I learned how to play the game. I hope from this one, I've learned how to win. I'll be back with a more ready meta team, ready to take names and chew gum, which I'll have probably forgotten at home. Keep up the great work and keep on rolling. Much love, Alex. So thank you, Alex. Thank you for your lovely note. Thank you. We love getting correspondence from you guys, the listeners. Uh, and what Alex has done is he's gone to the BitRoller6.com blog and clicked the Contact Us button in the top right-hand corner of the page and sent us a, a lovely little note. So uh, feel free to do so. We do enjoy getting correspondence, especially the like of which from Alex. So thank you very much, Alex. Speaking of the blog, I'll tell you something else I did do this week. What else did you do this week? Uh, I've kicked off a fundraising raffle. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's exciting. So uh, we're on a bit of a mission. All our renewals have come. So our two-year birthday is creeping up. In fact, it's just two episodes away. And all our blog renewals, our 
Google Drive, memory space, subscription, our SoundCloud, everything, SoundCloud. everything's all all dropping at the same time. So, uh, but I also have my son's birthday this month, so um, we're on a, a fundraising drive. But we wouldn't just ask you to give us your money. We we thought we'd make it a bit fun, so we're holding a raffle. We've got a competition on. So head on over to the BritRoller6.com blog and have a look there. But you'll see that we've got a Ministry of Dice wooden spoon. We've got the Ministry of Dice dice and tokens and basic action cards up for grabs. We have some promo sets, the Super Spies and the Stark Industries in there. We've got some Stuart sketch cards, Crackers. which are amazing. I Iron Fist. Oh, really? Well, you'll have to make a donation and buy some tickets. Um, <laughs> and if if enough, if we hit the £150 mark, uh, which we haven't done as of yet, but if we do, I'll throw in a Hulk Green Goliath alt art promo. The legit one. The legit one. Yeah. It's amazing. Right out my binder. Surprised you did that, actually. Is it really? Yeah, it's an amazing card. It is an amazing card, and I am now offering it up as a prize. Crikey, right? It took me a long while to get hold of one as well, so. Uh... Good prizes, as always, from the Ministry of Dice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, head on over. Um, we Multiple donations. We'll it's £2.50 a ticket, basically. So if you put a tenner in, you'll get four tickets into the raffle. We'll be doing the draw just before our second anniversary episode, and we'll announce the winners in that episode there, which is on the 21st of July, I want to say. 22nd, 22nd of July. Monday of July. the 22nd, yeah. I think because in my head I was thinking about doing the draw. That's turning out to going to be quite a corker of an episode for the things that we've got planned. So, uh, well, yes, absolutely. So, on listening, yeah, because also at point of recording, this hasn't gone up, but it'll be going up before the episode goes out on Monday. We're looking for you guys to fill a fill a form out for us again. Head on over to the blog. Survey. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good survey. Yeah, well, it's our intention to hold the MODP AFTOPs. <laughs> what was that the mod no i practiced oh. as well the mod pf tops paf tops this is basically the dice masters equivalent of the oscars uh, but just for our podcast it's the ministry of dice presents awards for their own podcast content <laughs> 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 so uh yeah we're giving awards for best segment for best presenter best on the- presenter i was a best presenter there's only two of us and everyone chooses you anyway <laughs> i know that's i didn't best put it guest best guest that's it yeah best guest best um, segment so please do head on over to the blog post that's got the survey link in it. It's it's like five free text questions. So you just go in, smash out an answer, hit send. Um, we'll then hand it over to PricewaterhouseCoopers, the accountants who are going to manage the nomination process for us. Those stuffy accountants will then develop the shortlist of nominees and take that to the specially selected committee who will then decide on the final winner and we'll be announcing those in a special award ceremony on the second birthday episode oh not one not to miss absolutely one not to miss (laughs) one to one to miss well yeah i'm thinking about the editing job on that yeah so there you go and that is everything i've done in the two weeks i'll tell you what i forgot to tell you last weekend i got absolutely rat-assed well i knew that did I tell you? I can't remember telling you. I, did you know what? I had a hangover for like four days. You did, yeah. You messaged me on the Saturday because, uh, well... Oh, yeah, yeah. We played, didn't we? We played on the Saturday. 
Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so you messaged me on the Saturday morning because I was saying to you, oh, the spoilers came out last night. Uh, uh, random tangent, folks. Well, not random tangent at all. Um, just on that note, we're going to roll into a community focus in a minute to talk about those spoilers. So I was going, have you seen the spoilers? And you were like, I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we played on the Saturday night, practicing your secret K bishops. I mean, um, the team that you just mentioned you were working on. Yeah, don't don't, don't say anymore. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, there's some weird videos of, of me out there somewhere of me uh, bashing out uh, some greatest showman hits on the dance floor, top of my voice. This is the greatest show. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never get the rhythm right on this one. <laughs> So yeah, if 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 you know, you, you may get lucky if you search Facebook and one of my colleagues in my real life job is so inclined to put them on Facebook, then you keep an eye out. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing those. Yeah, absolutely. Prefer them to all disappear. Right. Well, should we tell the listeners about what's coming up in this episode then? Shall we? let's do that let's do that okay well uh we're going to roll into a community focus where we'll talk about all the amazing news and spoilers and whatnot that came out over the origins game fair weekend uh then once we close that down we'll move on to talk a little bit more about the origins game fair we're gonna have a little chat about the u.s nationals we've got a couple of interviews that were taken for us live on the day by our man tony on the ground tony and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about the meta and uh, compare it to Rip Thunderstone's predictions. Uh, but we need to get cracking on because we're due on the live stream very soon. So uh, let's jump into that community focus, shall we? Let's do it. Cool. This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, welcome back, boys and girls. And what... Uh, a super exciting weekend for the world of Dice Masters uh, that's just gone. Well, not just gone, because... Oh, do you know what we didn't mention in the intro? Did we not mention? Well, well one thing we will be doing, or will have done by the time this comes out, is we'll have both competed in uh, the online phone apps. Yes, we will. That'll be fun. I've got a clue what I'm taking. No, I haven't planned the team out yet either. Two days to go. We'll figure it out. I'll have to get down to the supermarket and get some wine for it. Um, anyway, what are we talking about now? No, I'm talking about the weekend before that. Well, with... to tell you what, before that, I forgot to mention that I was at US Nats. Oh, I thought everybody... Well, you weren't actually at the US Nats, though, were you? Well, I, I, I tried to get to the US Nats. You, but... were, in, you were in the Columbus area. I was in Columbus County Jail. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, I actually won quite a tidy sum because I put a bet down. The bookie said, well, very good odds. I thought I'd get away with it because I got um, a cloned passport of Michael Ingledew. Mm. But they uh, they saw straight through that. Yeah, Although he is, he's not allowed in Columbus anymore, but he doesn't know that. He but he does know now because yeah. I just well, told him. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, another another fine mess you got me into. Well, you know, it's all Tony's fault, Jack Daniels. Yeah, me and um, Eric Lang. <laughs> he said it was a strip club it was actually a brothel I didn't know I, I'm not from America what can I say cheers Eric well while, while Andy was sobering up and sweating that out in the um, <laughs> in the <laughs> Columbus PD pen, penal system um, there was I know right the penal system we can say that again crikey O'Reilly penal system yeah some of the people I was in a cell with, crikey. 
Oh, you love the Easter egg. Um, yeah, they announced. Well, there was some news and announcements and some spoilers that came out during the fan appreciation event, which was on the Friday night in Columbus. And of course, there was all the events that took place through the back end of the week and over the weekend mm-hmm. as well. The least of which was the US National Championship. Uh, so this section now, we're going to talk specifically about the news and announcements and the spoilers, and then we'll talk about the National Championship in the next segment. Yeah, loads, loads going on in the fan appreciation event. I think the first thing to point out is that 2020, as far as Dice Masters releases go, is going to be the year of the draft pack. Ish. Yeah, you're not you're not so keen. Uh, I, I, I love what I do love. I love the fact that there's two sides which are so adamantly against the other. There's the LCG fans, and then there's the blind product fans. But that, for me now, I, I like the fact that I can buy a campaign box on Team Pack and I can have all the cards. Yeah, for um, sure. But obviously, it's a bit rubbishy to draft with, and there's some diehard drafty fans out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, if there's anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, draft is um, a play format where you uh, a draft pack is made up of. Is it 24 cards you get in a draft pack? Yes. Yeah, 24 cards and some basic actions. I don't know. The details are on the blog. Go and go and track down the details if you want the specifics. But you get your you get your blind pack. You crack it open and then draft in. You select a card, pass it on to the person next to you. You then take one out of the stat that's been passed to you. You keep going round until you've got a stack of 24 cards, and then you make your best eight card team with with the two basic actions that you've drawn uh, and just play off. So it's going to be blind product again. There's rarities going to be back on the scene. Uh, the common, unco- well, presumably common, uncommon, rare, and super rare again. There's going to be a fresh set of basic actions, and they've announced three draft pack sets for 2020. One is the Dark Phoenix Saga. One is the Infinity Gauntlet, and then one is called Kryptonite something or other. What was it? Kryptonite stress or something? Kryptonite crackers. Kryptonite crisis. That is it. Kryptonite crisis. Yeah. So if I was a betting man, I'd probably say the Dark Phoenix saga is likely going to be the sort of 80s Chris Claremont, John Byrne, Dark Phoenix stuff um, that's quite famous. The Infinity War, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, presumably is going to be loosely based on maybe the Infinity Wars movies, or um, there's been plenty of, of Infinity yeah. Gauntlet stuff going on in the comics. And Kryptonite Crisis, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say it was the, um, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, that was quite famous in the. Uh, oh, I've just dropped. I think uh, there was a quite, quite a, quite a famous event in the eighties where they reset the DC universe, uh, and that's when uh-huh. the multiverse was was created, incidentally as well. So re- really interesting. And the other thing that they announced was that they're going to have full art cards in there. Yeah, I like the basic action, the the one that they showed, which is the, uh, um, it's the Alex uh, Ross big entrance, isn't it? Yes, that's it. Big entrance. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's, that's going to be curious. I don't know what they're going to do there, make them two-sided or something. More, more news or word on that front to come out. But certainly good-looking cards, nonetheless. Uh, so yeah, time will tell, but as Andy's just alluded to, it's just like carved us up right down the middle. Uh, so all the draft fans. Uh, I am somewhat concerned that it's a bit late to bring them back to the fold. Those who all kind of said, oh, no more drafting, I'm out. Yeah, true. But, you know, as long as they got their sidekick dice... And the basic action dice they don't mean much else, don't they? Do yeah, they? no, no, for sure, for sure. Um, but there is also some concern that if there's no starter sets or campaign boxes coming out through that year as well, it's, it's going to be a barrier to, of entry to any new players who want to pick up the game. 
Yeah, I can't see them releasing all the campaign boxes they've announced by, by the end of the year. No, no. I mean, we all know that release dates are flexible, so all the quoted kind of due quarter one, due quarter two stuffs, bobbins anyway. So it'll probably spill into 2021, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was the draft pack news, which was quite a, an interesting announcement. They then shared some spoilers. There's just too many to really go into, to be fair. Uh, a little bit of D and D stuff, some of the Spider-Man team-up campaign box. Uh, there was a couple of cards shared from there. There were and a big chunk of WWE stuff as well, um, which all looked really interesting. Some proper juicy game techs going on. Oh yeah, Constantine being back is amazing. Yeah, so um, again, if you head on over to BritRoller6.com, I did a blog post. Uh, well, there's two blog posts based on the Origin Game Fair announcements. Uh, one's got the draft pack information in, which you'll find a picture of the big entrance, for example, that I mentioned. And it's got links to the Facebook galleries as people were sharing the pictures live. As, as it was taking place so you'll be able to go and see all the spoilers that were up there but yeah there's a couple of no- certainly a couple of notable mentions um i think the aunt may card that has the uh, basically the john constantine game text of old from the justice league set is one of notes so go and check that out there's loads of kind of power globals coming back we've got kind of a new version of blue eyes white dragon coming on the rock card Shock. there's Shock. The, yeah, the Rip Hunters chalkboard coming back on Becky Lynch. Baby. Yeah, there's um, the Force Block Global making a return on Kevin Nash. Uh, other other stuff we're seeing as well. Crossover cards coming back. Cross pulses coming back. So the WWE set looks like it's all about just fast and furious, punchy action, which, is, as I mentioned in my blog post, is seems very thematically on point for, for the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. true that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, this is uh, so. As we mentioned in the intro, this is what kind of brought back the discussion about the meta. How it's been kind of very direct damage focused, and I think WWE is going to be the thing to swing it back into kind of beat sticks, aggro kind of space. Yeah. Well, if it's as powerful, then there's no reason why it couldn't balance out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful. I'm very skeptical, but that's only because I'm a fan of the kind of wombo combo direct damage stuff. Yeah, I was going to say dice masters and balance out that usually come in the same sentence. So no, uh, no. here's hoping. Yeah, I think we may see. I mean, we didn't see a lot of the D and D stuff, so I don't know what impact that necessarily is going to have. But certainly WWE stuff looks like it's going to pendulum swing the meta into into something that's about beefy characters, big punchy stuff, speed. You know, with the Rock, Blue Eyes, Global, the Rip Hunters chalkboard. It's going to be back to those days, I think. What do you think? of the photos um I could, I could take or leave them to be honest what's that i could take or leave it i'm, I'm just like whatever yeah i'm not too bothered I, I don't know how else they they would do it anyway i kind of assumed it would always be photos yeah well uh it was confirmed wasn't it jimmy confirmed that it was going to be photos i mean i'm a comic book fan i think uh, regular listeners will know that my uh, one of the things that I take a, an active interest in is the artists and the artwork and stuff. So is my preference that we'd have belting artwork? Yeah, sure it is. But I, I get why they've made the decision that they've made. Am I happy about it? Pfft, nah, but is it going to stop me from playing the cards? Unlikely, you know. So it's what it is. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. I think they look quite cool. Yeah, I mean, they're all right. Who doesn't like a man in his pants, eh? 
Uh, well, I know you do. That's uh, that's well recorded. That's well recorded. <laughs> Since the penal system. <laughs> um, <laughs> and before then. Yeah, true. Uh, so, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah, so that, that's. Uh, I think that's about it. Is there anything else to point out? Uh, I've pointed out the notable mentions. As I say, I've put links to the Facebook galleries on the blog. There's. Uh, I've done a review of my top picks from the spoilers. There's some details about the draft packs. I think we should also take a moment to thank Arge, PK, and then uh, some guy that I'm not, I'm not familiar with him, but uh, he was. I think he's a hero click. Well, I know he's a hero clicks guy because uh, the name of his page is Clicked Off, uh, but his name is Daniel Powell. So I think he was there for the hero clicks information and just kind of fired out the WWE cards because he happened to be there but nonetheless thank you to those guys for sharing those pictures live and getting them out for us all to take a look over and then i suppose we'll just keep our eyes and ears to the ground and let you know if we hear any more news with regards to how the draft packs are going to work with regards to any more spoilers that come out etc etc i'm sure it'll come in time yeah yeah absolutely so there we are boys and girls i think that that will conclude our community focus on to the next segment Welcome back, ladies and gents, and yes, continuing our coverage of the Origins Game Fair, and specifically the Dice Masters activity that was taking place there. This next segment now, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the US Nationals event. We are indeed. Yeah, very, very exciting. So I suppose, should we start by congratulating the new US National Champion? Well done, Arch. Yes, congratulations. And to Ben as well for making it to the final, our man Ben. Who? Yeah, Ben. So close, uh, so close to having uh, another British national. <laughs> <laughs> very close, very close. But Archie's he's world and US national champion. I'm not sure there's anyone who's had two titles in the same time yet. Uh, well, if anybody, it would have been, Ben might have done. No. Was he? No, he wasn't UK national champion when he was Canadian champion, was he? Do you know what I think? That Arch must be really good at Dice Masters. <laughs> well, evidence would suggest that that is the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did ask Arge if he wanted to come on and have a bit of a natter with us, but um, Arge and Lucan are visiting Lucan's granny this week, and they are not available. Oh, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? That's it nice. nice. Yeah, she so, could come on too then. Well, sure, yeah. We do. I think it's an internet connection thing. Um, but be certain to keep your eyes and ears open for uh, an episode of The Rolling Thunder uh, that was recorded live at the event. Uh, but yeah, US Nationals took place. They had 27 players, I want to say, in total. Yeah. Uh, the, the top 10 team lists are currently on the Dice Coalition, if you go to the team list section under Community. Uh, so you can take a look at what the top 10 teams were there. Uh, but on the day, our man Tony Weekland, the Great White himself, in amongst all the hustle and bustle, and by the sounds of it, Jack Daniels drinking, managed to capture for us a couple of snippets of audio with a few of the competitors on the day. So should we get that bit done first? Let's hand it over to Big T himself. Yeah, OK, Tony, over to you. Uh, let's have a listen to what he's got to say. I'm coming to you live from U.S. Nationals. It's your man on the street, Tony Weekland, for the Ministry of Dice. I'm here with U.S. Nationals champ, or at least until the end of today, Junior Alex Schrake. Junior, how you feel about today? 
Uh, very bad. <laughs> very, very bad? Very bad indeed. How many more Red Bulls do you need in order to get, get that uh, energy up? I got two more ready, so... This snuggle's helping, though. This, this snuggling you're doing here, this is going to get me through the day. Nice. So it's been a year since your uh, victory last year in U.S. Nationals. How are you feeling the, about the meta today? I have no idea what it is, so I planned around just doing whatever I want. So what do you mean you see? You say you have no uh, idea what it is? Uh, when was the last time you played, Junior? Last year for U.S. Nationals. <laughs> well, good luck to you today, sir. I uh, hope you don't get... Uh, beaten ba too badly. Trying not to get my cornhole stretched. <laughs> It's your man on the street, Tony Weekland, with the Ministry of Dice. I'm here at U.S. Nationals with Mike Engledew. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's, how's it going, Mike? Uh, not too bad. No, not too bad. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. So uh, I'm not going to ask what you're playing because we'll keep it a secret for everybody. But um, I know you saw, you probably saw the uh, information coming out last night about the uh, the new spoilers for the draft packs and things of that nature. How do you feel uh, about those? Oh, I feel awesome about that. I'm really excited for the future of the game. And actually coming out with new draft packs and over bringing some players back that you know that lost or we lost because of losing the draft packs you know we've got some solid uh campaign boxes out there now and stuff like that for new players to come in and then yeah with the whole draft element coming out and uh yeah i'm really excited and just yeah, really excited for the future of the game new new uh new sets coming out new drafts on top of that bring people back into stores and actually have uh communities and stuff oh uh, yes yes sir uh, having the uh, communities come back to the stores is going to be a big part of it i would love to see that especially uh, now that i can actually be a part of that now that my son's a little bit more grown and i can bring him to these events I, it's really exciting. No worries about bringing them to a big event like this someday? Uh, no, I told him next year. Next year. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. No, no, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Hey, this is Tony Weekland. I'm here at U.S. Nationals for the... Uh, what is, what's that what podcast again? Oh, it's the Ministry of Dice in the UK. So I'm here with a player named Dane Lumen. Uh, Dane, you used to play three or four years ago? Yeah, I played the first year, basically, of Dice Masters. Yeah. Played in the first nationals, regionals. Did pretty well in both of those worlds. Yeah. Uh, but then I got out of it afterwards, yeah. Okay. And I remember you had... Um, you actually had, you were say, selling, you were enjoying the game. Yeah, I playing. ran a, a full website, Sidekicks and Shields. It was it was great. You know, I had a couple different writers for it. We were, you know, I think we did something like $10,000 in sales. It, oh, wow, I mean, it was it was really moving. I, I liked it a lot. That was at the peak when AVX was crazy. Yeah, and oh yeah, sellouts all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> So now I'm seeing you here at at U.S. Nationals. I'm kind of interested for you know everybody our, our listenership. What uh, kind of brought you back to the game? How do you feel about the game as it stands today? Well, I came back because my family picked it up when I left it off. Uh, so okay. it's great to come back and play with them. Um, I saw some of the other players that I used to play with are still playing. They kind of wrote me back in, uh, and they they love grabbing dice that are out now that look like old dice. Yeah. It's like oh here's this Iceman. It's basically Nova. And I was like oh okay. Well, I, <laughs> I know what that means. So uh, but the game's in a really good spot right now. There's a lot of different teams that you can play. I see the combo decks. I see the control decks, mid-range. You got Clayface. It's kind of like a, a nerf Professor X. So that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it just seems really well-rounded. The LGC style of it is pretty nice. Uh, although I like that they're bringing back the booster packs. I like the booster packs a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I know that people on a budget, the living card game style is so much nicer. So how do you feel? You think like the budgeted player will probably get into the, the quick boxes and then everybody else will yeah. box the, the in-store yeah. experience and get back into 
for the draft? Yeah, I think I think them alternating sets or maybe just going draft uh, is probably better for the game. Living card games do tend to like stall out. Okay. You'll see that a lot with a lot yeah. of fantasy flight games. But I, I like the direction the game's going in. I like the new products they're coming out with. Uh, WWE is a little sketchy, but I like everything else. Uh, the card products are really good. Uh, I'd like to see Wizkids take a little more active role in running the game. But other than that, it's great. Uh, the players are all really tight knit. It's awesome. Okay. I'm going to let you get back to it, but thanks a lot, Dave. Thank Dave. you. Yeah, so there we go, folks. So uh, nice to have Mike on. Diggle-doo. Yeah, nice to have Mike on. Curious to know what you're having for dinner this evening, Mike. Please do get in touch and let us know. Um, but uh, I think as the day went on, so for, from what I understand, when they finished the finals and that was all done and dusted, a big bunch of the players all rolled into a, an Avengers versus X-Men draft. Yeah, that looked very cool. Yes, very yes, generous. it did. You know, I'm glad they all enjoyed themselves playing their Avengers versus X-Men draft, but uh, it did affect uh, then us getting some quality audio <laughs> after yeah. the event. It's, Tony got himself uh, a few drinks and some AVX cards and uh, and forgot about us. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. I forget about Tony all the time. Uh, exactly. But it looked like everyone was having a super fun time. There was loads of photos knocking about, and um, it, uh, it looked like a tremendous event. But one thing we did want to talk about was the teams that were in that top 10. Because I think, aside from a couple of kind of key notes there, what one thing that leapt out at me um, as, as, the, as the teams were published was this has been an enormously varied meta. The top 10 teams are very, very different. Really different. I'm just flicking through them now. There's no common denominator really throughout any of them. Well, there is one common denominator. Um, you say so, but there top is... eight, it's in th- only in three of the teams. What? Shriek? So, Scar- oh, I thought you were talking about Scarlet Witch. No, Shriek. Not a single team in the top eight was without a, Scar- uh, a Shriek. Shriek, 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 Shriek. Could he Shriek? Mm. Shriek, Shriek. Yeah, RG's team was a collector list. I mean, I'm very happy. I feel like a vindicated man. I've been banging on about the collector's winning potential for a long time. This this certainly goes some way to prove that it wasn't about the team build. It was more about the player. <laughs> well, you, mate, you didn't do too bad with it. No, that's true. Uh, but I was very pleased to see a collector team make it to the top. This was kind of like the collector knobby archetype with the Black Canary twist on it. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, so you've got your, your kind of core win condition with your collector collecting in your nobbies while the danger room's fired off to do that big direct damage hit, but with the Black Canary pivot. So um, Arj himself was saying in a conversation on Discord with a few of us that if a bishop turned up, you know, to slow him down, if a Madam Mask or a Wonder Woman rooked up to get in the way of him fielding his nobby, then he would pivot to the... Oh, well, Wonder Woman would slow down Black Canary as well, actually, to be fair. I suppose that's why the Shriek's there. Um, but one particular notable card that uh, Arj used was the Wrecker, the Rare Wrecker, which is the global blocker. It says, while Wrecker is active, players can only use the global ability of active characters, which I think was a smart move in the current meta that's relying on things like... Uh, you know, Iceman magic missile to ping him to do the damage, or um, the Awakened stuff like Atom needing Atom, the energy yeah. field to do the spinning. Um, so I think that was a, a particularly sharp move there. Uh, also means his Black Canary can't be distractioned back when she's attacking with all the other guys to keep him unblockable. You know, things like that. So a nice cornerstone of the piece there. Um, but Ben's team's interesting. He, he was playing an Atom build. Uh, obviously, still had something to it. To go that far, very pleased to see the Mimic card that I've been playing around with on there. I, I'm a big fan of that one, Ben. I think you made a great choice with that bad boy. 
flying the Danny Moonstar as well the one that you uh, is that the one that you spoke about on the pick of the week a few episodes ago uh, it is. is it? Let me zoom in. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, she's definitely an eye-catching little card. Uh, using her with the Doomlands combo, which is great removal there. He must be. Lis- he must listen to you, mate. <laughs> Doubtful. I'm, I'm very jealous of his uh, promo, Kate Bishop. I've been trying to get my hands on one of them, but they've not made it to these shores yet. But we are always open to presents. If uh, you've just heard that. Oh yeah, US. don't forget our birthday's coming up. You know, just saying. Hashtag don't forget. Say. Um, so yeah, an Atom team there using the energy field uh, Atom combo to do the awaken and, and fire that damage out. But then we also had uh, Boom Boom Hope. There was yeah. uh, uh, the Justice League Green Lantern, which is like the baby lantern ring on there, uh, paired up with the Hawk Girl. I tell you one one thing I noticed. Uh, who is it now? Let me just scroll through. Oh, in fact, it was that very team, uh, the uh, Green Lantern team. Is it that one? Yeah. The uh, the Catwoman, the promo Catwoman card. I was well impressed to see that on a team. Not just any old team, but a top four team, no less. <laughs> uh, but Iceman was in That's there. Cool. Uh, Phantom Stranger was in there Madam Web was in there Lots of great interesting stuff uh, Junior still looking to make a tune work But switching up to the common Yuanti Got the Dragon in there as well That's a beast isn't it Yeah yeah. so that was really interesting to see um, There was there was even a bit of Energize going on Scarlet Witch was around quite a bit She's obviously uh, People are very keen to take the wind out of the sails of any action based strategies which again I think is sensible with cards like uh, Boom Boom and Throne Brick or Danger Room knocking around people trying to ring a winter in big dragons and stuff I think that's a, yeah. a sensible play uh, definitely but no other than that I think someone's doing some kind of stat analysis a bit of meta analysis of what's going on um, with those teams but other than, than, than Shriek there's not a great deal of repetition going on in there. There's a few scarlet, no. a few scarlet witches about. Witches, a few clay faces. Yeah, a couple of atoms. But... Spattering, spattering of billy clubs. Yeah. Surprisingly, only one age of boobs in top eight. Yeah, so uh, the promo Black Widow being there on one team was interesting to me. I wonder if, because Agent Boobs has proven to be so prevalent, in the meta right now that there was a kind of a, a judgment call a bit of a judgment call or a kind of calculated gamble that nobody was going to bring venerable dreadnought because what you wouldn't bring it for fear of there being black widows all the time so you can mm. get away like a double bluff you've you've not brought your black widow because you're counting on people not bringing the venerable dreadnought if you get what i mean i also wonder if i mean when you look at stuff like collector teams and i found this playing you in the past that um the collector's got such a big arse on him that a venerable dreadnought list has got to work real hard to take him out of the field. Yeah. Um, and when you when you think about some of the kind of defence stats that are floating around on some of the key players right now, that maybe maybe the Black Widow wasn't needed, and that actually, for example, if you look at Arge's team, cut off the globals so they can't do their energy fields and their magic missiles, cut off the actions with Scarlet Witch so they can't do the uh, basic action related stuff if anything's really up in your face shriek it um, and then just race them to the finish line but you can you can work better at that that slower pace than they can bit of a tortoise in the hair kind of situation yeah no it, it, it bodes well I suppose on the flip side uh, none of our uh, US counterparts had the ability to net deck the UK 
uh, nationals teams this year. <laughs> that is also <laughs> true. That is also true. But um, I think we can pretty much guarantee that our own nationals, when when and if they ever get scheduled, will be will be seeing these wind conditions being focused on. Uh, I won't play the collector though. It's yeah thanks for that editing but um yes you've made you've made your feelings clear he's he's national championship you know, yeah you know, uk top, top yeah uk nats last year position two and position three collector teams u.s nationals this year collector team top spot and i'm pretty sure at worlds there was quite a high place in collector team as well Yes, that was that Alex Sanchez. I played him a couple of years ago. Actually, a couple of years ago today, as we record, I was on my way back from Columbus. Yes, as you as you were just a day or two ago. Uh, yes, exactly. It was yeah. like um, Con Air. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> yeah, so just I think it's really interesting. Uh, I think it's great for the meta that there's no one kind yeah. of particular standout um swiss rounds uh, one thing they do in the u.s that we don't in the uk is they do single round at swiss single game rounds uh, yeah. whereas we still do best of three at swiss i don't know i'm not sure what the reason for that is um, it's horrible it's horrible when i went there it was because there was like there was a lot of people i mean i can't remember exactly but it cut to a top 32 after like four rounds so i could imagine that there's like there was a shed ton of people there yeah, uh, and it's just a timing to get it all done. But with 27, I suppose they could have easily kind of made it better. I don't like the single game rounds. I think it's poo. Yeah, it leaves too much open to chance. Yeah, and also it doesn't help players like me who are really slow on the uptake because, as we've noted before, and as you well know, I tend to be a win game two and three kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to almost take my licks to re-strategize so uh, yeah but i'm loving i'm loving the range of stuff that's in the meta there i think it's great to see a nationals with such a broad variety um of card choices uh, across all the teams um and also i'm just really chuffed uh, for arge and super happy that it was a collector team that he took to the top spot as well because i've been banging on about that card for don't know how long i feel vindicated <laughs> well done yeah absolutely so um uh, that's that's it for nationals now we have tale told there are whispers on the wind that the uk and canada are going to be getting a nationals uh in fact uh, in our correspondence with jimmy he, he said there was going to be four nationals four worldwide nationals so there's a third one yet to happen Ooh. making the fourth in total of course um that we don't we just don't know about we don't know who that might be if i was a betting man i would say slovakia Central European, but then also Mexico. Mexico as well, yeah. They've got a lot going on. There's a bit of a scene growing in Denmark right now as well, you know. So, yeah, the yeah. Danish nationals. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel and everything called, uh, I think it's actually called uh, Dice Masters in Denmark. <laughs> and the two guys that play are called Mick and Mads. Yeah. Check that out. I've, yeah. I've not, I didn't know about that. I will be checking that out. Mate, my, um, my finger is on that pulse all the time. And it just you watch everything. I do, I do. I watched that. I've watched a couple of their games. Obviously, they are discussing things in Danish. So obviously, they've a full view of the play mat, and they're very well edited videos as well. So well, that's a shame. There might be a bit of a, a, a an upset, and we find a nationals going on in in Denmark. I don't think so. I think it's either going to be the Central European or Mexico. Yeah, but which one? 
Which one? Which one? Time will tell. Of course, uh, when UK Nats comes around, we'll, we'll be covering that. Keep it, keep it Brit Roller Six and the Ministry of Dice for you, for all your UK Dice Masters. Events. My rise to glory, my like a phoenix from the flames, I will return to national championship status. That's. I and the listeners know that that's highly unlikely, but who are we to get in the way of your dreams? Don't get in the way of my dreams. I won't. I won't. Right, let's kingpin this bad boy and move on to the next segment, shall we? Let's do that. Yeah. Congratulations, Arge. Well done, mate. Well now, folks, we've heard from a few of the players and Tony on the day at the US national events. Then you've just heard a little bit of chat about the Nationals top eight meta from Ian Andy. But lo and behold, as fates would have it, we're now able to give a little special bonus US Nats treat. I'd like you all to welcome one of two British players in Columbus, Ohio, but the only one who managed to make it to the actual competitive event, Ben Scott. Surprise. Hey, boo. He's doing the rounds. He's on the circuit. No, just everywhere. (laughs) What's uh, what is it? Zach called you the per- the perennial guest. Yeah, <laughs> the perennial well, guest. He rather dismissively calls me that. Oh really? Okay. Well, we you know you, you're always welcome. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel much more specially honoured here than I do on uh, Dice Master with James and Zach. Well, sure. Well, <laughs> I imagine you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you more. I, I suspect you feel more especially honoured here than anywhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Chris, Chris and Rob's game room included. Yeah, you provide you provide all the teas and recordings I could ever want. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, let me just check in. Are you how are you getting on for like cordial and stuff? I did offer last time to get you a care package out, um, and I've not checked in. You... Yeah, no, there's no bloody cordial here. They don't know what cordial is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I don't. Found, I found this weird frozen stuff that you kind of make into a. It's like a ice slushy thing that you put water in. It's not very good, but. All right, well, you just you know, let me know if you want some Vimto sending out or something. I'll you'll probably get <laughs> My, uh, stopped in customs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not worth the the cost of uh, admission for Vimto. Well, I don't know. You might be. Well, Vimto is nice. Vimto, yeah. no, I'm not dismissing Vimto. I'm just <laughs> criticising customs charges. <laughs> yeah, let me be clear. I am not dismissing Vimto. <laughs> But in any case, Ben, uh, congratulations on your what, uh, silver medal, second yeah, placement. Silver, yeah. second place. Oh, you're so grumpy, man! I would be over. I would be overjoyed to play second. I am. I am. It would, it would be nice to be, you know, three-time Nats champion. But you know, well, yeah. twice in second place is probably fine. Well, there's always oh. UK UK Nats whenever it actually happens. Oh yeah, whenever that happens. Yeah, it might be might happen when I by the time I get back. No, no, I was rooting for you. I was hoping that you'd do the triple. Yeah, I think I, I, I think Arge getting worlds in US is pretty good in the same year. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's all right. So. I mean it's yeah. all right. <laughs> I know. I need a, a Cannes Film Festival. He's just I know, yeah. man. What yeah. a twelve months! What a twelve months for that guy. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm just sat on my sofa in my little two up two down in <laughs> in Manchester. You know what I mean? <laughs> but in any case, might, might have had a good year, but I, I, I don't think there's another player of the consistency as as Ben for for getting up there in the the top level for over the course of what three four years now. Yeah, I've done pretty well in most tournaments, apart from last US last UK Nats was the. 
Yeah. No, I think I've ever finished, which was like eighth place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say anything else nice about you, so. Yeah, I was about to say, Drew, would you like <laughs> Thank to you leave, very much. Shall I, I leave you guys that, alone? Yeah. Would you like to buy him a drink? Is it, you know, <laughs> do you want some private time? <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, Ben's already been on with Chris and Rob's game room talking about the the, the kind of t- doing a walk through the top eight teams and throwing his his salt around about garbage this and garbage that. Um, so go go check that out on the YouTube YouTube's. But uh, we thought we'd at least take this opportunity to talk a little bit about some of our observations about the US Nationals top eight. Uh, and as you'll have just heard in the previous section, one thing that particularly stood out to me and Andy Ben was the absence of agent boobs. Mm-hmm. Out, out of those top eight lists, there was only one Black Widow choice, and I'm I'm just curious to know as the second uh, second position player there, you didn't have Black Widow yourself. What was the driving force behind that decision? Yeah, and actually the person who had it was Dane, I think, um, mm. and he didn't buy it against me, which was kind of surprising because that was his only good control against me. I think ultimately is it kind of doesn't stop anything apart from Dreadnought, and I think everyone was kind of put off. It, it was a bit of a weird thing for me I, I i thought about her but my my main consideration when i was thinking about putting her in was actually that she's fists and if they had a cree captain i could buy her turn one and then cree captain in to buy the atom rather than her ability her ability is good it just doesn't stop the things it needs to stop yeah which is weird because it's a really heavy direct damage meta so. yeah my hypothesis was that there was kind of like a weird double bluff thing going on that Venerable Dreadnought players are like, oh, I'm not taking Venerable Dreadnought because there'll be loads of Black Widow about. And then the Black Widow players are all like, well, I, I, I might be able to get away with not taking the Black Widow because no one's going to bring sure, Venerable Dreadnought. Enough people, yeah, enough people run it. You don't need mm. to be the one who runs it, right? Yeah. Um, it's okay. It just against Atom, it doesn't really... It, it slows it down, but not enough. Against Iceman, it slows it down, but not enough. And it doesn't work at all against Boom Boom. And I think that kind of was like the final death knell where... Yeah. That that ruling came to light, which kind of makes sense. It's stupid, but makes sense. But um, <laughs> once well, that happened, I was like, like, yeah, there's no, there's n- it doesn't yeah. stop enough stuff for me to want to put on the team. Yeah, okay, fair play. That's kind of confirms what what my suspicions were, really. To be fair, so Agent Boobs, as as lovely as a card as it is, then we're, we're just half in the damage. I was thinking back to the days of Iron Fist, and I think the missing piece is the Captain America that used to be paired up. You know, that just completely mm-hmm. eliminated all the damage. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you got in a one card now with Bishop. Yeah, and I actually wished I had put Bishop on the team. I think that I don't know where I would have fitted it onto my team, really. Mm. Um, but that I think the two of the the two of the top four no two of the people I did well two of the top eight had Bishop in and from looking at their team lists I I think Bishop was like the main reason they did so well because it was so much direct damage and Bishop there's it's also direct damage that can't be changed to do it to um, characters yes yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I used to play Bishop quite a lot, and the the pain point was his five cost. But it, mm. in in these days of Cree captains, that's not as much of a pain point anymore. Yeah, and with Hope Summers being able to copy him as well, and then mm. switching around, yeah, it it is good, Bishop. I think um, you'll probably see a lot of that phonats, I'd imagine. Um, y- yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to him being around with teams that I'm planning on playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll okay. have to tech for that bad boy. Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, thanks for that, Ben. And the, the other observation that, that uh, Andy and I uh, have just shared with the audience was that 
out of the top eight, the one consistent card, the single meta piece that appeared on every team, was everybody's favourite, of course, the Shriek Sonic Beam. What's that all about? Uh, it's the best card in the game, probably, isn't it? I no, mean, I think it's the yeah. worst card in the game. Well, I, I, the thing is, whenever I build a team, it's just always like, oh, yeah, here's a spot, spot for Shriek. And it's kind of lazy team design, but you want stuff that makes your team consistent and makes your opponent's team less consistent and being able to like remove one of their characters yeah it just makes it really powerful but then yeah it's interesting right because you have to have shriek but then you also have to have anti-shriek tech yes yeah and like i had kate bishop the new promo kate bishop uh, which does three damage to a villain sure and i also had mimic the four cost that k is a character yeah uh, i love that mimic. yeah it's really good um but that was all tech against shriek mainly yeah for sure for sure. Although the Mimic's not ideal, because um, if it copies the street, you've kind of got a bit of dead weight in the field then, haven't you? Yeah. Well, Arj, interestingly enough, ran the Danger Room. So one of the so when we were talking, he was saying that one of the reasons he ran Wrecker was not only to stop opponents' globals, but also to turn his own Danger Room global off. Yeah. Because yeah. that was making his street vulnerable. Yeah. Which is pretty clever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that- you see that double level. Yeah, and that's the truth. I mean, I um, have been a, a Danger Room user for some time, and your collector's all right. He's got a big old arse on him, and your blobs of the world and stuff are okay. But as soon as you start looking at Shrieks and Madam Masks and you know some of the two, three defense kind of characters in the in that sort of villain pool, yeah, your Danger Room becomes a liability as well as a as an advantage. Uh, but interesting that you mentioned Wrecker actually, because Arge in a conversation on Discord the other day kind of called that out as well. This was the meta piece I think that helped me get to where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I know how you feel about Wrecker because we've spoken about Wrecker before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very strange deja vu experience <laughs> watching you on Chris and Rod's <laughs> game stream at lunchtime today uh, talk about the Wrecker because you're not a fan of having the Globals. are the best off. part of the game. I just, they're, they're the best part of the game. Why would you want to stop them? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we've talked about this for some years now. We used to talk about this when Oracle was around. But I just kind of says, well, that's the meta piece. That, that was the cornerstone of For it. sure. And I, it helped that he... Well, I didn't do any testing uh, Atom versus Atom, right? And he had obviously done a bunch of testing against Lucan, who was running Atom. So, yeah, if you run against the Atom team, you know for sure that switching off globals... The trick is to build a team where you can not use globals and that's the part i find really hard because i like using globals yeah andy i don't think you could you've ever made a team without a resurrection on it have you no never yeah, yeah i just like it's literally it was that third game is just miserable because we're just like stuffing like 12 dice into our bag <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is rubbish i want to know what i'm drawing i want to know like i'm going to get this piece next turn not have to wait around for three turns Oh man, I just play that way anyway, just bring it on. That's the, that's the fun in it for me. Like, oh, what am I going to get? <laughs> but I mean, I said, yeah, just twice in two successive tournaments, I just kind of found the killer piece. Yeah, yeah. So, that and the Super M Mimic in the last, in so, our world. Yeah, it, it, just found them. Here's a question for you guys, something I was thinking about, was um, the, the new Polaris that says you can only, both players can only use one global a turn. And I was just mulling it over, I don't know if it'll work or not, but is there maybe something in urge? If you could take the pain of just letting them have one, you know, go on, energy field you're at once, I'll take the two. But uh-huh. that still leaves me one global to use myself. Well, I mean, I don't know how... I 
I would like I kind of like her better than Rekka for my own team, but I would probably run it with like some kind of KO global, like Malekith, so I could KO her when I wanted to use whatever global I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you run her with Polaris and then uh, with uh, the Blackbird, sorry, and the Blackbird global, and then the one global they kind of have to do is the Blackbird global turn off the Blackbird, so you can't turn off the one global they want to do. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yes. So the one global everyone ends up doing is the Blackbird global. So it'd be kind of interesting as a way to kind of mess with your opponent. But you need to. She's expensive, and you need to find a way to win without globals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, again, just mulling it over today. One thing I was thinking was that a lot of global usage is at the front end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's only your Icemans and your Atoms of the world, you know, and decks of that nature that are looking to use the global right the way through. Well, that's why that collector team worked so well, because Arge managed to buy collector and wrecker using Cree Captain in like the first three turns, and then so could feel he just managed to time it so he'd bought the collector by the time he fielded wrecker, so it wasn't an issue for him ramping up to anything. Yeah. Yeah, just get uh, get get done what you need to get done, and then. But it's miserable. I want to do stuff with my energy that I roll. <laughs> I don't want to just sit around doing nothing. Just buy more dice. No, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, just uh, James said something to me the other day. He said uh, I had a a sat like Buster Gonads. <laughs> 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 I don't think. Do they get the Viz out in North America? They won't know what we're talking about when we say that. No. no. Google yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <At> work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh dear. Um, so you've you've long held the opinion, Ben, that you know collector. It's good and all that, but it doesn't have it to go the distance. Um, but clearly now we've seen that it can hit the top spot. And you and I have have debated the collector card for a number of years so is, is this is this now the point where i say told you so i know that's what makes me the saltiest about it it's just like <laughs> such a like rubbish obvious team like there was like i don't know there was obviously i'm gonna say this and i don't mean it really but there was no skill putting together that collector team well like, it was just like the most obvious things you could put on a collector team and you just put them on a collector team and it just worked somehow there was no finesse. There was no, there was no art in it. <laughs> there was the art in the deck. But I just, ah, oh, Collector. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great the card. the guy who puts an Atom out and spams Energy Field. <laughs> <laughs> that Atom team is pure garbage as well. I hate that. I, I really don't like that style of team, but, like, I just couldn't win with anything else that I tried against it, so. <laughs> I sacrificed my art. Oh, sure. <laughs> never, you should never do that. But the thing with Collector is it's weird, right? Because it's the opening moves. Like, there's no consistent good way to open with it. Because there's, there's no space for two costs, really, apart from Danger Room. So then you buy Danger Room on the front end, and it's kind of, like, weird because you have this die that you don't really want to do anything with. And it doesn't do anything until Collector gets out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty consistently getting my Collector out on turn three now. Yeah, with Cree Captain. Yeah, yeah. it's just it, it's a it's a strong team, and the teams have become watered down enough. Uh, there's no obvious. The Atom, in my opinion, was the most obvious best team um, or strongest team in testing, but mm. it wasn't so much beyond anything else. 
uh, and Collector is has always been kind of like that second tier, and it's just helped that like everything is now that second tier. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's been like when you did that segment uh, last week <laughs> on the like what you expected to see or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What you expected to see in the meta, like you could name five. I think you did five teams. But there's like ten teams you could name as maybe could do it, and that's kind of telling of where the meta is, which is really good and positive. Yeah, every team was different, and that list yeah. through, I mean, they had the shriek on everything, but every team was very different. It's all direct a, damage, but there was a, enough Well, there was a team-up team in there as well, wasn't there? Was there a, did I see a team-up team? Yeah, there was a team-up team. Yeah, that was kind of like a controlly team-up team. It was a bit weird, yeah. Yeah, um, kind of liked it, but I liked it, though, yeah. It was, it was a cool, uh, I think it was Michael Phoebus' team. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really good. It's... I would like to see more swingy stuff, but everyone was running static fields, so it just wasn't possible. But fix it should be the like king, I guess. Theoretically, you know, world's second place should theoretically become the best team. Yeah. But yeah, but was anybody running a fix it team at all? No, no, everyone teched against it because everyone was like, "This is a good team," but it's so easy to tech against, right? Yeah, because you just put a K bishop in. And it really hurts it. Um, and it's, again, it's kind of like double think because if people are going to be running to fix it, you need to run Kate Bishop. But if you run Kate Bishop, you can't then run your own fix it or you can't run your own swingy teams. Yeah. So you need yeah. to find a way to ping stuff, but you need the Kate Bishop. That's why I didn't run Gold Dragon really because I was like, I need to run masks. I need to stop fix it. Yeah. Uh, Kate Bishop. So how do I win without? A big swingy dude. Yeah, unless, unless you go for a blocker, but that's of course a, a, a diversionary purchase, then, isn't it? A, yeah. Yeah. So a poison ivy or a wolfgar terminator or something. So. Yeah, there's so much pingy stuff though. It's just annoying, isn't it? No, I love it. Well, no, I know you love it. You I knew hate that it. before. <laughs> you knew that before. I want a big dude. I want a big dude to go through and just smack you in the face. I don't want like you to push a button ten times and then win. Yeah, interesting. So direct damage is it the future? We'll see. Is Bishop going to leap up the charts in the? Yeah. In the kind of. Well, especially with hope, right? But then you have to find another way to really utilize hope. Yes. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's 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 a good place to be, kind of, but without any other big competitions coming up. Um, at least announced competitions. It's kind of going to be another wait until to see what's the reaction to US Nets. Yes, yeah. Well, we've got the phone apps. Uh, well, as of the time this episode goes out, it'll have taken place uh, Saturday just gone, but as the time of us recording, it's coming up. Um, that yeah, that might be quite telling to kind of see if, they, if they've not decided their teams mm. prior to the US Nats, how that's influenced the way they've built their teams. I, I'm planning on running a team that I've been running for a while, mostly because I think I do better when I've done the reps. I'm running uh, uh, probably swingy dudes, probably. Swingy dudes, you do yeah, love swing. So. I've heard that. I do. I do love a bit of a swing. <laughs> Keys in a bowl. Yeah. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I don't know if there's a, is there anything else? Uh, anything else you wanted to ask Andy about the uh, US Nats? Well, we have Ben at our disposal. Uh, no, no. Why didn't you bail me out? No, oh, yeah, I was, I was texting you. And now I was busy. Sorry. Origins is a good, it's a good con, isn't it? 
It's massive, isn't it? It's, it's not as big as UK Games Expo, though. I don't think. Oh, is it not? Was it not? It was. It seemed like about three times the size when I went. I don't feel like it was. This year was as big as UK Nats was last year. Uh, not in Nats, the UK Games Expo. I don't yeah. know. Games Expo felt very big this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at it. It's it got that open bit at the top now as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they've moved all the, well, not all of it, but a big chunk of the competitive play into a separate hall in its own right. Huh. Um, yeah. So whereas, I, I mean, I can remember years ago, you could your competitive organised play events were just kind of in that conference suite at the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. And then it yeah. sort of moved into that tagged on bit at the side of the, of the two halls opened up. Now the two halls opened up a mostly exhibition and they've opened up hall three you know the one in the back corner Crikey. and they've they've put you know all the fantasy flight stuff's been dumped yeah, over yeah, there sure. um so i didn't say it's really it's really weird though origin it has like a soft opening thing where they uh open kind of on the wednesday they yeah. like half open it it's really weird i don't like it no no well, you yeah. heard it here. There's, there's your Origins review. Hot Origins thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Pretty good. I would recommend going for the food, actually. Columbus had really good food. Okay. Is it as good Not as Becky's mentioned. barges, though? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Becky's, Becky's barges are good. <laughs> well, I'm conscious of the time, Ben. It's creeping up. You need to get going to work in uh, in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So we'll wrap that up there. Um, but thank you so very much for coming and joining us. I'm a little thank bit of a you. chat about the uh, yeah, US Nationals meta. We'll we'll wrap it up there and we move on to the next segment. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks. Yes, that's it, folks. We've come to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening enjoyed as much as we enjoyed recording, enjoyed recording it. it. <laughs> is, that as, is that actually a catchphrase? I think it could be. Is, you know, is, it on your, is it on your Wikipedia page or your IM? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, along with uh, little known facts. In fact, I'm I'm going to add that to the survey before I put it out tomorrow. So by the time this goes out on Monday, that question is going to be added. Best catchphrase. Nice. Yeah, get that slotted in. Uh, yeah, so we've come to the end there. Um, so how did you get an IMDb B2B page? Oh, I've no idea. We've done this for two years. I think we should get one. Yeah, we'll look into it. We'll look little, into little known fact, this is just for you all. Um, uh, my mate, uh, Rob Shaw, has his own IMDB page. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's, um, he was on a uh, documentary about health and safety like about 15 years ago. No way. <laughs> yeah. What about Dan? Dan would probably have an IMDB page, wouldn't he? I'm not checked by the thought so. Well, Camera and electrical department. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> You found it. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. I've looked for that for years. Love it, love it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if Dan doesn't. And I bet Arch has got one as well. I'd be surprised if Arch hasn't got one. Uh, all right, well we'll look into that. We'll get uh, we'll get either well we'll certainly work on updating other people's IMDb pages and Wikipedia pages. If, um, if you know how if we can get on it, then like let us know. Yeah, that's, give us a shout. That'd be epic if we can pull something like that off. In fact, that's now my new mission in life. Yeah, uh, folks, make sure you go on over to the BritRoller6.com blog, buy yourself a raffle ticket, complete the... Oh, God, here we go. Complete the M-O-D-P-A-F-T-O-P's survey for us. Was that right? M-O-D-P... 
A-F-T-O-P's, yeah, um, for us, uh, so that we've got that content lined up and ready to go for our second birthday. Also, don't forget, folks, we, we'd love it. Uh, send us some correspondence, birthday wishes, uh, an audio message if you want, uh, pop a, a video our way, and, of course, get in touch for the BritRoller6.com Towers P.O. Box if you'd like to send us many, many gifts. Other than that, I think it's um, check out the live stream, go to the YouTube channel, like and subscribe, blah, 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 blah. And come back and see us in two weeks' time. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Michael Inkledoom. <laughs> in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. See you later, folks. Bye-bye. Apologies for my tardiness. Sorry, mate. I had to go listen to a load of cats wailing. <laughs> What's that, darling? What's up? You got a problem? You got a problem? <laughs> Penny's still up. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a load of cats wailing in a bucket. I <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Be gone with you. Read your Harry Potter, and we'll tell you to go upstairs in a minute. Don't make a sound. Not a sound. I don't care if you stood on Lego. Not a sound. So <laughs> what? Uh, Be gone with you. Be gone with you. Yeah. Don't you say that's your kids? I uh, know. I'm not a uh, 1800s monarch. Um. Okay. Well, you're missing a trick. <laughs> I'll try it. Yeah. Kids. Kids were disciplined then when you spoke to them like. <laughs> medieval <Yeah>. kings <laughs> maybe that's what I'm missing yeah oh dear